Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back 22 years ago to keep it on track The birth of a child on the 8th of October A toast, but my granddaddy came sober Count all the fingers and the toes Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows 18 years younger than my mama But I really got beaten with the girl love drama In single parenthood, there I stood By the time she was 21, had another one This one's a girl, let's name her Pam Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn Irresponsible Plain not thinking Papa said chill But the brother keep winking Still he won't down You will tear out your hide On your side While the baby make us slide But mama got wise to the game The youngest of five kids Hun, here it is After ten years Without no stop Brother, we love sports podcast It's a pretty cool episode I'm here with My best boy Mike Dim Mike Dimonick And 76ers Forward Mike Muscala Hello Thanks for having me <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. It's awesome. Uh, Mike, welcome. Thanks, man. Big day for a special guest on the cast. Absolutely. I'd say, like... Star-studded special guest cast <laughs> yeah. today. I'd say, like, we've had some pretty cool guests on here. We had Langston Galloway from the Pacers a couple weeks ago. We had, like, a couple local journalists like Mike Jensen and uh, Lenardi from Bracketology Guy. Oh. So we've had some cool guys, but I'd say you're our first sixer, for one. All right. And for, for two, I think... Uh, you know, you're a fan favorite in Philly, so it's it's quite an honor, Mike. So thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I think we should start off with our tradition and just... Did I crack that prematurely? You did. You, you went early, but it's all right. Uh, I ain't mad at you. Got nothing but love for you. Do you think, boy? All right, beers to the boys. I'll start off, and I will do Chris Long. He won NFL Player of the Year. He's a great dude. You know, he's famous for giving away, like, part of his contract the year prior. Pretty awesome you won it. I think it's uh, deserving. So, cheers, Chris Long. Yeah, cheers, Chris Long. Is he a Villanova guy? No. No? That was a Villanova guy. Howie Long, yeah. Okay. Howie Long went to Villanova? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know. My mom was a cheerleader at Nova, and she has like a funny story about like going on a double date with Howie and some other girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's the story? I don't know. They just like went out. It was just like crazy because he was like already famous or something. I don't know. That's cool. But who you got, Mark? Um, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. I don't know if anybody saw. I didn't see it during the game last night. But I guess at halftime they did uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Awards, and they had like 20 guys on the field, 20 NFL players. And all of them were in like a really, really sharp, nice, different colored suits, and they all looked pretty good. Marshawn was just wearing zip-up hoodie and sweatpants. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, it was pretty that. awesome. <laughs> That's I was it. pumped about that. I'm here so I won't get fined. Congrats, Beast Mode. I'll give you one. Cheers. Cheers to Beast Mode. Do I get to do one now? Yeah, Moose, who you got? Um, and probably just give it to Tom Brady. One right. number six last night. Hey, whatever it takes, man. It's all about winning, all right? Winning on three. One, two, three, win! Um, it's impressive, man. See the Very goat? Impressive. I would say, 
You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, like, listen to all these guys on ESPN and different shows, like, leading up to the game and today a little bit. And they all are asking that question. And in that question, the people who are, like, aren't giving it to them, they're not saying any other names. Like, who else are you going to throw out there? Right. Any other name. Like, they just don't have the accolades that Brady's got. I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. Literally no one like, I, I don't think it's debatable at all. Yeah. He's the best football player ever. Chris Long went to Virginia, by the way. <laughs> I just, it was bugging me. But anyways, I uh, wanted to do a little intro for Mike. For those of you who don't know, he uh, he's from St. Louis Park, Minnesota. He's 27. Mike, get this. He was born on July 1st. Uh-huh. I'm July 20th of the same year, so he's just a little bit older than me. 20 days older. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Moose went to Bucknell. He's an all-time leading scorer there. 2011 Patriot League Player of the Year. 2012 Academic All-American. I wanted to point that one out. Kind of picked and choose some of your accolades here. <laughs> he reads pretty good. <laughs> uh, 2013 Patriot League Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and First Team All-Conference Honors. And uh, he became the first player in the Patriot League history to earn Player of the Year and Tournament MVP twice. So, did I miss anything there? Uh, I don't think so. He said, "You're like, damn, I didn't know that. I did all that. <laughs> well researched, Ian." Um, so, uh, did Moose originate at Bucknell? It did. Actually, my visit to Bucknell, um, no one ever called me Moose before that. Really? That's yeah. surprising. I feel like that's like a last name of Scott. Like that's what was your nickname before you got to college? Mike Jaws. Mike Jaws. Doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> That's still That's my rapper name. So, oh, yeah. That was your rapper name? Yeah. Awesome. It continues to be. But. Do you rap? <laughs> yeah, here and there. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. We can turn this into Sway right now and get five <laughs> fingers to death. Yeah, that. you want to? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sick. You just that ripped out awesome. an awesome freestyle. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. <laughs> my phone. No, but my, my dad, people called my dad Moose in high school which I found out literally on my visit to Bucknell, and for some reason he started saying it on the visit, and so then my coaches in Bucknell started calling me Moose. Okay. And then was there in college, and then in Atlanta, no one ever called me Moose. They called me Muskie, and then Muskie. it came back here somehow. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, back. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I Moose is good. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's because like, Bucknell is not too far from Philly, only a couple hours away here in PA. So It drifted over yeah, this way. Yeah, it just drifted a little bit. Drifted east. You're from Minnesota? I'm from Minnesota. Don't have a thick Minnesota accent, unfortunately. I, Minnesota accents are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I did have one a little bit. Some of my buddies definitely do. Yeah. yeah, I got to chill with two of his buddies that lived down the street growing up, and they have more of an accent than you. Theirs isn't too crazy either. But but you noticed it a little yeah, bit? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like if you're like on an NBA court and you're talking shit with a Minnesota accent, it's like, <laughs> it's like if you're good at talking shit, I feel like it'd be really funny. Yeah. Like you could get into someone's head. More Plus. so for the hockey rank, I think, if you're yeah. More so, yeah, with a Minnesota accent. <laughs> right. yeah. That could scare some people on the basketball court, though. You know? yeah. If you got that hockey grit to your game. <laughs> Yeah, I went to a, I went to a Flyers game a f- couple weeks ago. First time going to a hockey game in a while. I used to go to Minnesota Wild games all the time. Yeah, but it was fun. Did they win? Is that where you're from? They like, did. They actually played the Wild and they won. Oh, which was nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm from St. Paul. Okay. Like, right, well, right outside St. Paul. Yeah. You know, so the Excel Energy Center was in St. Right. Paul. Yeah. You're a big Gordon Bombay fan. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, and you spend your time driving around in convertibles, talking to all those sponsor fools, or hanging with the Iceland lady. We saw you two Saturday night. 
Eating ice cream with the enemy, huh, Coach? <laughs> the movie Mighty Ducks, he's a coach. Oh, but dude, that takes place right there, right? Uh, things like see, Adam Banks is from Edina. Did I say that right? Edina? Yeah. Edina. Dude, I think, yeah. Man, I'm ashamed to say I've never watched Mighty Ducks. Hey, hey, what I do is none of your business. Is that clear? Never yeah. watched Ducks. Dude, no. dude you got it. Out. Yeah, it's yeah. an all-time sports, like, one of the best sports movies of all time. It's probably. great. It's like Miracle Mighty Ducks. Charlie Conway, are you kidding me? Man, I don't know how I missed that one. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, um, you have a cool story from college because you grew, what, four inches while you were in college? No, probably just two. Two? Yeah, but um, but yeah, I definitely grew a little bit in college. And uh, I came in, I was young. I guess I was only... I Man, I was born in July. So are you are you a cancer as well? Yep. Yeah, respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, born July first, a little bit young for my age. But um, I grew like a few inches each year in high school, so I didn't have one massive growth spurt. Um, but I definitely went through a little bit of awkward phase and, and kind of played like the three ish, like the three soft small forward, like my sophomore year of high school. So that kind of forced me to have to shoot a little bit more from the outside. And I think that's kind of how I translated to shooting more as a big man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what was it like growing like in college? I always dreamed it. Like, I think I prayed every night to God. <laughs> you need to wait on his growth. Still got his fingers crossed. I was like, God, please let me grow a little bit. <laughs> so that's cool. Was it weird? Like, No, because I think I was already kind of, I mean, I guess I was like 6'9", and so I wasn't really thinking too much of it. I guess it was... I kind of figured I was going to play center anyways, the five. Right. So growing a couple more inches wasn't something I was, like, con- I don't know, consciously hoping for. Or Did anything. you, like, grow out of your clothes and, like, your shoes and stuff? More so, yeah, in high school. But, again, okay. I think the kind of the gradual growth was, I don't know, it was kind of a good and bad thing. I think some players, like a fellow Patriot League um, alum, not for the Blazers, TJ McCollum, had a great NBA career thus far. Great um, podcast too. Does he? Yeah, yeah really good. To it. Yeah, um, he's a cool guy. So, but like, I think I read that he grew like six or seven inches one summer, and I also read that about Anthony Davis. I think, and so I think yeah. when you're in those situations, you maybe go from playing like maybe you're like a really undersized, you know, point guard or whatever, and so you have really good ball handling skills and good footwork, and then you grow to be you know, like a, a tall shooting guard or something. Mm-hmm. So you're able to kind of like really take some skills you've had to own, like really mm-hmm. own in on and transfer that into a position that usually doesn't have maybe that much of those skills because you have the height now for right. it to guard those players. Mm-hmm. So I never really got that advantage. I kind of was just like a slow, gradual yeah. growth. I was going to ask you, like Mason Plumley. I've heard a story about him. I guess he won the McDonald's All-American dunk contest as like a 6'5 shooting guard. Showed up on campus at Duke. That following fall, six eleven. Really? So like they recruited him as a guard, but then he like didn't have a choice. He quickly just became the center. No, I don't so, like, think did, so. Like what they recruited you <laughs> is what you went to know. I played against him in high school, and uh, he wasn't six five. He was, he, he was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, he okay. can handle. He can handle really well though. He can yeah. handle the ball really well for his size. So, um, but say it again. Was that what happened? So like. They recruited you as like a three, and that's what you ended up playing, or like did it switch over the course of your career? No, they recruited me at Bucknell as a five. Like, I was already six, seven, six, eight ish going into my senior year, and in the Patriot League, you know, that's that's kind of the height for like the the four or the five. Yeah, Yeah. um, they maybe thought I would be maybe kind of like a tweener between the four and the five, but Mm -hmm. they kind of already had an idea of the position I would play. Okay, yeah. So, you were drafted by the Mavs, and then you were pretty much immediately traded to the Hawks. So, did you go to the draft? No. No. 
Yeah, tell us about draft day. What's that like? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting night. I think I was so worn out from all the workouts that I did. I think I did. I, I made a little map of it um, to diagram where I went. And I think it was like something like sixteen workouts in maybe twenty eight days or something. Holy so shit. it was a lot, man. Yeah. It was a lot. You just traveled all over the country yeah. to all these facilities and playing. Wow. Zigzagging, basically. Yeah. Um, and I worked out for the Hawks twice. Okay. So like, I knew that they really liked me um, because they came out to see me at Bucknell. Like Danny Ferry, the GM at the time, came out to see me play at Bucknell. And that was a pretty big deal to like have the GM of yeah. the team. Yeah, that's watch. badass. Yeah, yeah, you know. And Bucknell is Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. is not easy to get to. Right. That's where my dad lives. He lived, well, close by in Williamsport, so I know the area pretty well. Right? Yeah. yeah it's, 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 out there. it's out there. <laughs> it's very out there, dude. So what pick were you? 44. 44. Yeah. So going in, did you have like a pretty good idea, like I'm probably going to be in like the 40 to 50 range? or I was hoping for, I think what I was hoping for was late first round or earlier second. That's what mm-hmm. I was hoping for. Right. Um, but I did know that the Hawks liked me a lot. And I think that was really, looking back, that's really important. It's yeah. like the team really has to take a chance on you, especially mm-hmm. in the second round. you know. And, um, so I knew that, like my first workout with him went really poorly. But I knew that they really liked me, so they called me back literally for a workout like the day before the draft. Okay. It was like me, it was a good group, like Tim Hardaway Jr., Kelly, Olenek, um, I forget who else, but it was like a good group. And um, so then I did really well on that one. But it's kinda, it was kind of, you know, it was tough as your name keeps falling and like you didn't get drafted where you thought it's you were going to. definitely a stressful thing. Sure, it's yeah. kind of stressful a little bit, yeah. But it was cool. I had friends and family all there in Minnesota. Um, and it was emotional. But at that point, like I said, I'd done so many workouts, I was like, I really can't do anything more at this point. Like, whatever yeah. happens, happens. Right. You know? Yeah, it's out of your control at that point. Yeah. You and so out? the Mavs drafted you. Sorry. All right, go ahead. Mavs drafted you, and they traded you to the Hawks? Um, yeah, I think the Hawks essentially traded for that pick. Okay. Um, because I think, I forget exactly what the trade was, but they pretty much, yeah, it was like they traded for the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened before you were drafted, the trade? Yeah, or like at the same time, I think essentially, okay. yeah, for cool. that. Um, yeah. I never had a shot ever at being any type of pro athlete. So, like, growing up, like, playing video games, you, like, create players and create teams, and you always, like, ah, oh, it'd be sick to play for XYZ team. It's sweet that, like, you actually ended up having your name called by a professional team. Who was yeah. your favorite squad growing up? Timberwolves, growing up in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, they when they had KG and Wally Zerbiak. Yeah, Wally Sam Zerbiak Cassell, is awesome. Yeah, Wally. They, were, they were sweet Wally's back then. Yeah. Marbury, too, right? Uh, yeah, it was bit, before yeah. that a little bit, yeah. But um, Terrell Brandon, um, man, they had uh, – that was fun to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool team to root for. Going Do you hope at some point in your career you'd have a chance to wear a Teal's jersey? Uh, I've thought about that a little bit. I think it would be kind of cool. You yeah. know, I have a home in Minnesota, and it's um, – it's pretty far south of the Twin Cities, but yeah. I think that would be kind of cool to be able to live there and then just kind of commute up for the game. Right. It would be kind of cool. And but. you uh, you dropped your career high, 24 on the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. So but I think Gabe was yeah, like mid-50s to Carl Anthony Towns. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very bittersweet as, like, he dropping awesome. so many yeah. points and what else? Like, career high, <laughs> but that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so really funny. you ended up playing five seasons for the Hawks, right? Yeah, four and a half, basically. Four and a half. Yeah. And then you were traded to the Sixers, obviously. So can you walk us through, you know, what you were doing when you heard about the trade to the Sixers? Yeah, I was taking a nap when <laughs> it happened. So I woke up, and uh, I was in Minnesota, 
I had the head Atlanta Hawks trainer visiting with his family and went to go take a nap, woke up to like five missed calls from my agent and like 10 text messages from people. And I was like, all right, obviously something's happened here. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, I found out that I'd been traded to the Sixers. My agent had called me the day before and said like, yeah, I got a call that um, inquiring about potentially you getting traded to OKC. And so he never called me before with like a trade rumor like that. So I kind of had a feeling something was up. Um, so I kind of had my, you know, my, my guard up a little bit, but then to wake up from a nap, to have that news broken to you, it was pretty wild. Uh, and it, and it happened so quickly, but, um, it was cool, man. It was, fun. It was so funny. I walked out of my bedroom and turned to the trainer and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to Philly now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. What was, had you spent time in Philly prior to the trade besides like a random game or two? No, not really. Um, you know, even going to Bucknell, Bucknell's a solid three and a half hours from here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch them play in, uh, in like a week. They're playing Lehigh, which is a big home game for them. I haven't I haven't gone to a game as a spectator. No way. Yeah, since my official yeah, visit. Yeah, they'll probably love having you back like there. Ten years ago, yeah. Help yeah. them get some recruits. <laughs> yeah. For real. Maybe, yeah, no, I think they're doing well this year. So, no, um, I never spent much time in Philly. Okay. And, man, living here now, I love it. I mean... I just walked here tonight to your spot. Yeah. It's cool. That's why I tell everybody I love walking the most about Very walkable city. Today was beautiful weather, too. And Mm -hmm. I get to get that in February. And, you know, obviously there's cold days, too. But growing up in Minnesota... There's not, not there's fair. not sixty degree days no. in February. You know what I'm saying? If you get like forty, you're hyped. So yeah, it was negative thirty there like a few days ago. That's funny. Yeah. As Mike said, you know, we had pipe dreams of like becoming professional athletes, as every kid does when we were little kids. But something that always interests me was like the day in the life of an NBA player. Can you take us through like either? Uh, Let's do game day. A game day at home or game day? Yeah. yeah. Um, game day at home. It will either be so we do shoot arounds here with the Sixers um, at the arena before the game. So what I was used to in Atlanta, and I think what I don't know, I guess every team does it differently. But okay. we would do shoot arounds at like 10 a.m. Um, at the practice facility, uh, unless it was a back to back. But what we do here is we'll do shoot around. Like say the game is at eight, we'll do it at 5 p.m. at Wells Fargo. So um, obviously before anyone else is there, uh, we go and do a walkthrough. But before that, um, I'll either still go into the practice facility and do some shooting on my own for like 20, 30 minutes, or I'll do yoga at the, shout out the core power here in Philly, <laughs> get me right, uh, just to like feel like, you know, kind of get my body feeling good and yeah. kind of mentally puts me in a good place. Mm-hmm. So I'll either maybe do one of those or both in the morning, kind of depending on how I feel, and then um, lunch, and then definitely a nap is needed, like a 90 minute nap if I can do it, maybe yeah. two hours if I can. Wake up, eat some more food, drive over, and then yeah, go to shoot around. Um, what do you eat? Yeah, do you cook yourself? At game days, do you have like specific things you only like to eat? Um, not 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 anything that I have to have game day, right. but just try to keep it simple. Like I don't try to do anything too spicy. Obviously, that's gonna like upset my stomach. Yeah. Just simple stuff: chicken, rice, salad. Um, there's a really good pho spot called Pho Street on. On uh, market that I live close to. I'll write that down. Yeah, if you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fuck guy. I, I just moved to Philly yeah. like three weeks ago, so I'm still like trying to get my grounds in. Where are you coming from? DC. Did you like DC? Yeah, DC was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Everyone thinks it's just like, oh, big political capital of the world, and everyone's in politics. And like, I lived there for four and a half years, and ended up growing a pretty 
big network, and I don't think I had any friends that worked in politics. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say beard for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> a really big beard. A really big yeah. beard. Which you have to do <laughs> in your DC, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah um, it's a cool town. It's really fun. Yeah, they're real big in those electric bird scooters. Oh, dude. those haven't really made it here yet, no, right? No, which I think is there's like, laws I, prohibiting it. So oh, much. Such bullshit. But dude, I went out to DC. They're the best way to get around things. any city, right? Yeah, it's cruising. They're awesome. Dude, they're so fun. I first used, first used them this past spring in San Diego. No San Diego's way. a cool spot for them too. Oh, yeah. on the boardwalk. Yeah, it's like they're like technically weren't supposed to, but people would just be zooming on those things. Yeah, that's the thing, man. They say it's like nah, it's like a motor vehicle. Like you got to stay on the road. Like, yeah, I'm on the road until a red light, then we come up to the sidewalk. Yeah, Dude. Fort Lauderdale had a big scooter scene. It was sick. Really? Yeah, I was funny. out there for a family wedding, and we were, like, basically right on the boardwalk, just like you said. It was awesome. Dude, I think, it hasn't Lyft bought, or Uber, too, bought? Uber bought both Lime and Bird. Really? Yeah. And I think Lyft did. I think Lyft owns a company now, too. Lyft, yeah. they they have. They might have, yeah, bought a company. But yeah. you see Lyft scooters all over D.C., too. Yeah. They were the slowest. There was four companies down there. Lyft, they were by far the slowest. I wonder how much Uber bought Bird for. Yeah, me too. That'd be Probably cool. quite a bit. Because it's a really yeah. smart invention. Because what, what surprised me was that it was... Was awesome was just the fact that you could leave it anywhere. I right. mean, that's such a game yeah. changer. Because like obviously it'd be cool to rent a scooter, but it's such a hassle to be like you got to watch it the whole rest of the day. Or right. Right. Like a trunk or whatever. Yeah. But like, 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 all right, I'm done with it. And they made them that like fold up, which is like I mean it's easier than having a bike. Yeah. You can see my bike up there. It's Blue Dream. Wow, you put it there? Yeah, after it's drive. really light. I was going to say, it's like you can, I ride a bike, I'm not getting up there. You can <laughs> hold it up with one arm, it's so light. Oh, so right, I just like awesome. stand on a stool. You could probably actually just like put it up yourself without a stool. Wow. You're yeah. tall enough. But That's a cool look, though. Yeah. Cool look. I don't use right. it in, in the winter, so it's like it sits up there. But do but. you? how often do you use it when the, when the weather's nice? All the time. Yeah? Like I, I sit on my ass all day when I work because I'm just like on my computer. So like I make a rule, like deal with myself like to just do something active after work, and a lot of times I have we have the Schuylkill Trail right here. Have you yeah. ever been on that? Yeah. I just take the bike out and head right to the trail. But heck yeah. The reason birds would be great in Philly is because we have so many of these bike lanes. Yeah. I don't know if you see those on the, on some of these lanes, Philly yeah. streets, but it'd be perfect for those scooters. Yeah, it'd be awesome. They're like five hundred bucks on Amazon. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was my first day when I moved here. All my friends were at work, and I like wanted to go explore like get some food and i looked at skip is another company and skip map nothing bird map nothing nothing map, nothing i was like god damn it why did you move here <laughs> you're so you're so used to the bird life wait so it must be uh must be a law or something I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be. Doesn't make yeah. Sense. new york yeah. doesn't have me there do they i think new york i've seen people on them in new york but it's not like as prevalent as a thing. Like in DC, fucking, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. They're awesome. It's awesome. Let them in, they'll take over, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that down the shore this summer, those towns are cool. Because down the be- beach town with one of those things is like, that's, that's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Have you been able to hit up any of the Jersey beaches or Delaware beaches? Yes. Um, even if, like, almost four years ago, I went to Avalon for the first time. Nice. And fell in love with it, yeah, man. Yeah, Avalon's I mean, awesome. I didn't really have any idea what to expect. And the nightlife that they had there. You know, just like those good bars that they yeah. had. Yeah. Just like... Was what are they called? He's the, down the there. The Princeton. Yeah, yeah the P. Oh, the P. <laughs> the P. It's huge, man. It's it massive. It's like bars Dude, it's impossible. Like, it's also the type of place you never just go by yourself to, like, grab a drink. Like, you're always going with the group. Right. And it is impossible to have a group of more than two people. You lose like, Three or more, you walk oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, see you guys at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Good luck out there. You try see you while we're yeah. there, but You try to get one buddy to just, like, stick with. Yeah. Like, buddy stuff. Oh, it's so tough. But, but you always know that, like, you're going to run into somebody, too, that you know. It's yeah. like, never been in there. I like, didn't randomly see someone that, like, I knew from school or something that I didn't think I'd ever see again. But right. leave it to the P, man. Man, the P. You never... <laughs> so, <laughs> um, do a lot of people will just, like, rent spots there for the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Philly? A lot of mm-hmm. our friends have summer houses, so you basically, like, each friend throws down a grand, and you basically get it for, like... You get it the whole summer. Room, basically. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, oh, it's, like, man. half a room. Like, there's just a ton of beds in there. Mm-hmm. But so. that's all you need, man. Just yeah. The, the beach, to me, yeah. I mean, growing up in Minnesota, where there's obviously no beach nearby whatsoever, like, the ocean and the yeah. beach, to me, is... I love it, man. Yeah. So we were when we were in LA here recently on our trip. I, we were staying in Santa Monica, so I would just like every day walk part. out, no beach towel or anything, just lay in the sand. Yeah, just like yeah. right <laughs> by the water, just like doing sand angels. <laughs> I just love it, man. It's, yeah. a, it's such oh, a looks like ah, yep. Yeah, there's another Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> no towel. <Yeah>. Really pale. <laughs> and getting burnt. When I went out to Fort Lauderdale for my cousin's wedding. I uh, got there, like, way early on purpose. In fact, I took a red eye. And uh, our rental house that we had, like, the Airbnb didn't open for a certain hour. So I went on to the beach with my bag and, like, my suit, and it's, like, (laughs) case. And I just, like, laid down just like you did. No towel, just, like, chilling. Sounds amazing. But I think that's what's really cool about Philly is we have those beaches right here. So close, yeah. Like, it makes Philly, like... An even cooler city because you can hit the beach in like an hour pretty much if yeah. it's not a traffic dead. But yeah, what's that traffic like? I bet you on Fridays it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> Everybody's going. Yeah. So my folks got a place in Stone Harbor and DC to Stone Harbor is like perfectly, like on the same line of latitude, like going oh. west. It's like practically even with it. Okay. But like to get there, you have to like drive up almost all the way to Philly and back down. So it would take me, there was one time to me like six hours. Wow. With no traffic, it should be like three and a half ish but yeah dude traffic friday night going to those beach towns is pretty miserable yeah, getting out of them too sucks well hey there'll be no there's no scooters here but it's no like scooters, a shorter but ride for you to start yeah Harvard, and that's right? absolutely yeah, right sure, <laughs> yeah so anyways back to basketball um do you have any like pre-game rituals that you do besides like maybe yoga or like like right before the game i'm picturing you in your locker with your headphones on <laughs> are you doing anything particular no nothing nothing that i have to do before each game um I try to keep it, you know. I obviously definitely have things that I tend to do, but yeah. I don't. I don't. I get weary of like trying to create something that is like I have to do it because then if something happens where I can't, I don't yeah, want to be like, like a mental your head, wreck, you right. know. You don't. So, you don't wear North Carolina shorts under your Sixers shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> that's all shorts. Under yeah, that. that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing like that. Yeah. So that's uh, good. Yeah. How about other guys that you've played with in your career? Like, what's one of the weirder rituals someone's had? You know, I feel like people with rituals, they kind of, if they have them, they, they don't really advertise them. So yeah. you kind of would have to, like, figure it out or see them right. doing it and, like, kind of yeah. kind of pick up on it. So I can't really tell you anything that, that, that I've seen that I've been, like, someone's admitted to me that I know of. But yeah. I'm sure there's stuff. Yeah. yeah. The TJ's coolest not- one ever. Go ahead. Um, Shane Badier, the Heat were like on a record-setting win streak, and they asked Badier, you know, what he thought the secret was. He was like, "Got a Bud Light before every single game, so I'm probably just gonna keep doing that." <laughs> and Bud Light saw that press conference, and they were like, 
fucking sweet. They <laughs> knocked on his door, and it's a, there's a video on YouTube. You flip it up. No way. But like, doesn't tell him. Unannounced, they just knock on his door and they're like, "Hey, Mr. Batty, we got a delivery here for you." He was like, "What?" It was a Bud Light truck with. They got an 1,100 cases of Bud Light. 1,100. <laughs> yeah. Where do you put that? With the he was like, "Bring them in." <laughs> it's just like he said one, one before each game, yeah. not a case. Yeah. <laughs> he probably like had a banger with Bud Light. Yeah, I'm sure he threw like a big Bud Light party. Shane <laughs> <laughs> Batty of all guys. Like, I'm yeah. not picturing him just slugging beers before he's playing. <laughs> Dude, Eggy would love this right now. The other yeah. guy we do this with is like the biggest Shane Maddie fan I've ever met. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he just loved how he like man. took charges and was like that kind of player. I don't yeah, know. yeah. He was awesome. He was fun to watch. So speaking of like taking charges and that stuff, um, you have a well-rounded game. You're like a hustle guy. You're big. You can shoot. Do you pride yourself on anything like particular with your game? Um, I think what I pride myself most on is just trying to bring energy and being a good teammate. I think those are things that I've found throughout my career you can control, you know, if for the most part. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you feel like, it's so funny, you feel like throughout a season there's obviously a lot of ups and downs and you know, there's times where you feel like you did everything, you know, like in terms of rit- rituals or habits or routines or preparation to, to be successful in a game or a stretch of games. And sometimes things just don't go your way with, with shooting or whatever. And so trying to find consistent ways to, to just keep myself in the game, be present, um, and, and help the team where I feel like, you know, I can as a role player, just like bring energy um, when I'm coming off the bench and, and just being a threat to shoot. I think in terms of skill, skill-wise, skill being a threat to shoot as a big guy, you know, if the other guy is guarding me as a big and it's a tendency, you know, when you're a big guy, you're used to being in the paint a lot to help if there's drives coming in, you know, to try to block it or rebound. So being able to get, create space for the team teammates that I have that obviously create a lot of attention like Joel and Ben um, that are you know probing in the post or pushing in transition they create such attention uh, because they're so good with that uh, to be able to you know give them that space that they can kick it out for me to shoot. Do you have to guard and beat at practice? So during the season we don't practice much or yeah. scrimmage because you have so many games. Yeah but in the preseason I guarded him quite a bit and I mean he's He's the best player that I've played with and seen play in person. I mean, by far, he's the the height, his height, his his strength, and his athleticism and his skill combined. I mean, is otherworldly. I mean, it's yeah. it's really impressive. Um, so I had to guard. Yeah, I was guarding him uh, quite a bit in the preseason. And um, is it's, he it's as competitive and uh, emotional and all that in practice as he is in games, or is it a little different? Um, I mean, definitely in games. I mean. You know he's 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 a heck of a competitor, yeah. but you know during this, like I said, during the season, in terms of practice, there's not a lot of time for it. Um, he's definitely very competitive in pickup games, you know, in the preseason. But um, a lot of it, you know, because he plays so many minutes and so he's such a big guy, is just being able to get get rest too between games, you know, mm-hmm. because with 82 games and yet in the playoffs yeah. too, it's a lot, man. Right. It's a lot. Um, <clears throat> about Embiid, I've always had this theory that he just dominates Heineken's. And I'll tell you why, but like, can you confirm that for me? Just does he? Does he crush Dominate Heineken? Heineken? Yeah. Is that no, a thing? I don't, I don't think, think he drinks. drinks. Yeah. Ah, you damn. got that and the Mason Plumley height wrong. But. Yeah. <laughs> over two. Um, Wait, two. why did you think that? When he got drafted, I remember, I think, I think we were still in college, but I was sitting there with one of my roommates, and <laughs> he wasn't at the draft. He was at home, and they have a camera there at his house. Right when he got drafted, he was like pumped, he like get a little like fist pump. And behind him in his kitchen, he had a Heineken mini keg. So <laughs> all my college buddies, we just assumed that Joel and B just crushes Heineken. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, rumor <laughs> on the street is that he's obsessed with uh, Shirley Temples. That's what people think. I haven't had a Shirley Temple in a while. I was going to say. They're they're yeah, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> we could, I, just, I, long I just had like a family thing this past weekend, and part of it was like this open bar. And uh, my little sister was there. She's 11. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I ordered her a Shirley Temple. She was hyped. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was like the one of the top five in her life, she said. She was yeah. like, that was five. Dude, that was my good. <laughs> that was my go-to in college. Sure, I would, yeah. I'd buy girls dirty Shirley's. What is it? What's in it? Didn't work Shirley? like ever. <laughs> Why'd you yeah, what this? kind of liquor? Yeah, um, I think they just do vodka. Vodka. Yeah. Man, have you tried a dirty Shirley? Dirty Shirley before? I don't like vodka generally, but I mean, it tastes like Shirley Temple. So yeah, it was pretty fucking sweet. What's your liquor of choice? Or do you not drink liquor? Really? I've been telling people I'm in a big gin phase. Okay. Recently, and then I thought about it, and I was like. Gin phase has been on for like six years, so it's probably not so much a phase. At what point is it not a phase? I think I just like gin. Um, gin and bourbon. Okay. Kind of depends on what yeah. kind of mood I'm in. So are you doing gin and tonics, or are you doing... Yeah. yeah, gin and tonic. What people don't realize, not to sound like a really douchey gin snob, yeah, no, go, go but tonic makes a huge difference. Like, I didn't know that until a guy started getting into gin and tonics, but just like a regular can of dry tonic is way different than like a Fever Tree is a pretty good brand. Really? Yeah, I like, didn't think that was a thing. I was in Portugal traveling and went to a gin bar. Didn't know that was a thing either. Okay. Didn't know Portugal was known for gin. What's a gin bar? I didn't know that either. They had nothing but gin. They had like 60 different gins and like 20 different tonics. Wow. And I was like, why the fuck do you have so crazy. many tonics? Like, it doesn't make that much of a difference. And then the bartender like gave me the spiel and we were tasting them and like, it actually did make quite the difference. No way. What part of Portugal yeah. was this? Um, so that was in Porto. Which is like oh. the wine country up north. Yeah. And then um, even in Lisbon, there are a couple of same exact thing, like gin bars where they just have like sixty gins, a bunch of tonics. Wow. So I Porto, funny you say that. I when I after I got drafted in twenty thirteen, I played like seven months in Spain and I was just north of Porto. Oh really? Yeah. No, That's well, awesome. Yeah. Porto's morning. a sweet city, man. And I never went. I'm mad that I never went. Yeah. But it was uh, really cool. Where really were cool you there. in Spain? It's, the city's called Santiago de Compostela, so it was Probably four, I could be wrong, it was like four or five hour drive north from Porto. It was just right above Portugal. Um, it's a really cool name of a town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Philly from DC. From Santiago de Compostela. Uh, yeah, that's way cooler yeah, than any awesome. city we have There's here. a massive um, cathedral there, and the Way of St. James, like a Christian pilgrimage, starts in France and ends there. Oh. So that's oh, what wow. they're most known for. Got it. Um, Did you like the food there? Oh, man. The food is so good. The food and the wine. I mean, the one thing that was frustrating is, like, they didn't have a lot of uh, meals there took a very long time. So we wouldn't have team meals. I mean, they would take, like, two, three hours. You know, they yeah. really take their time right. with it. And the service is, you know, it's slow. But the food is, is super good, man. It's wow. super good. That was, a, that was a fun time. But it was interesting climate. It, it probably rained six out of seven days there. Really? Wow. It rained a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, so it, it wasn't was like, you know, when people think of Spain, they might think of Barcelona or mm -hmm. Madrid or Valencia or something where it's Malaga, where there's a lot of sun and beaches and stuff, but uh, it wasn't quite like that, but it was a good time. Okay. Good time, yeah. So uh, I went to the Rockets game, thanks to you. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, and we saw you won a mentor award before the Rockets game. So can you tell us about that award a little bit? Um... I don't think that was an award, but it was just like the the, the girl that I meant. Uh, I'm a mentee for Gianni. She uh, she got a jersey and she was like the fan of the game or something. Oh, okay, so it's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. So a lot of times, like um, you know, in the NBA they do um, like service events, you know, teams and stuff. And 
which is cool, and I've done a lot in my career, you know, whether it was through the Hawks or the Sixers, but they proposed this year to, to be a mentor um, to um, to somebody. And so it's not like you just see them once. You kind of continually check in on them, get to know them. And uh, so I'm going to watch her play uh, a basketball game in a couple of days here, which will be fun. Um, but it's a cool thing. you know. I feel like she's opened up to me more throughout um, the season and gotten a chance to just kind of like get to know get to know her and like we did a the Sixers did a, a basketball clinic at her school for like for her and like 20 other girls um, they brought the the dance team in and um, they're hyping it up and it was cool man it's really cool I like it it just feels like it's a, it's a different pace to it you know getting a chance to really get to know somebody as opposed to just kind of like a one day thing which yeah. those, those are cool too you know but it's, it's been different. It's been cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So right along those same lines, um, a little bit different of an angle, but did you have a mentor when you came in the league, someone older on the Hawks or that you kind of looked up to and kind of modeled your routine around and, you know, your practice and all that? There were really good veterans um, when I was playing for the Hawks. Um, Elton Brand. I played with Elton Brand for, awesome. yeah, for at least a year and a half um, with the Hawks, which uh, – Learned a lot from him. Al Horford was a great guy to learn from. And just leading by example, I think, the way that, you know, that he was already so accomplished at that point in his career, um, but he was just his habits were, I noticed, you know, as, a, as an, another player, were just very good. And he, uh, you know, 82 games in a season, man, there's a lot of room for slippage, right? Because it's just, it's such a grueling schedule, but... But to see, you know, his habits and how um, conscious he was of taking care of his body, and just how present he was as a teammate, I think, really stuck with me um, the most. I would say, yeah. All right, cool. Well, Mike, you made it through the interview part. I think we just got a speed round, and we'll get you out of here. All right, let's do it. Speed round. Speed round. Let's get this started. Favorite bar in Philly? Uh, Harper Crown. All right. Nice. Describe the Philly fan in one word. Psycho. Fanatical. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Favorite, favorite food you've had in Philly? Ooh. Fall Street. Fuck yeah. I'm sticking with it. Funniest player on the Sixers? JJ Redick. All right. Favorite play that you've made in the league? Uh, game tying three in the playoffs in Atlanta a few years ago. Who are you playing? Wizards. Nice. I thought you were going to say they dunk on LeBron. At least I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> I would have landed that better, but I fell on my back miserably. <laughs> Not many really people bad. can say they dunk on LeBron. <laughs> so you got that going for you. I guess that would be <laughs> Regardless of the landing, you dunked on LeBron. That's, That's awesome. what, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Best friend on the Sixers? Uh, TJ McCollum. Weirdest player on the Sixers? <laughs> Uh, weirdest player. Um, that's funny. I don't know, but it really comes to mind. Corey Brewer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, player that you hate guarding the most in the pros. Ooh. Maybe Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Best hmm. trash talker in the league. <laughs> Probably Joel. Favorite shoes of all time. Jordan Threes. True Blue. Okay. I like that. Favorite pump up song? 
Pump up the jam. I got two. Okay. Favorite cheesesteak in Philly? Um, what's the one with all the signs? The Gino's. Yeah. Gino's guy, huh? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> See, Gino's, nah, has, cool. I, Gino's. Gino's has the long steak. I like the uh, Dude, steak I chops. Actually, Okay. So Pat's chops it. Gino's has like the steakums where it's like uh, yeah, it's like looks like a piece of roast beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually I had a cheesesteak from Jim's today. Jim's is fire, dude. You've done <laughs> that never, a number of times. I've <laughs> never true. been to Jim's. Where's Jim's? It's on um, South, South Street. Street. But I got um, cheesesteak with an egg on it. Ooh. I like justified it as breakfast. But I was like, hungover from Super Bowl last night. <laughs> I really wanted a cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah. Was it good with egg on it? Dude, it was delicious. It was, it was amazing. I, I'd never thought of that before, but I I heard a rumor that Jim's is a good steak and egg, and I was like, gotta check it out. All right. So, yeah. All right, All right last one. Favorite arena slash stadium you've ever played in? Uh, wow. Uh, I would probably say... Um, just like the University of Minnesota. The University of Minnesota when Gophers. I was in Bucknell playing against the Gophers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my junior year was pretty cool because it's a very unique floor. And obviously in the NBA, like we play the you know, East Coast team, you play the Timberwolves in Minnesota once a year. But mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, at Bucknell, like it's... it's Soika Center, right? Uh, yes, yeah, like a pavilion. Yeah, Soika yeah. pavilion. So like to be able to travel from Bucknell to Minnesota was pretty cool in college. Yeah. Their student section is hilarious when they spell out Gophers with their Minnesota accents. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you have never listened to that, that's worth looking up on YouTube. Oh yeah. Have you ever played at the Pleasure? So we were supposed to have inter squad scrimmage there, but it was raining a lot at night, and they said that it like made the floor too slick. I guess some leakage, so much, yeah. yeah, leakage. But I really wanted. I never did in college. I mean, it's just such a cool place. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. History. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to my buddy Eggy, I was able to get on the floor for a St. Joe's That's game, awesome. which was cool. But we actually played in a uh, like a five-on-five tournament last year. It was high comp. We got our ass kicked, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and Eggy played with us. Like we had a good team, but there was just younger guys, and we we're like old and kind of like. Was it cool playing on the court though? Dude, it was amazing. Yeah. I was like in heaven. It was, it was yeah. sick. Nice. As a fan of basketball in the NBA, NBA arenas, like going to them, mm-hmm. probably my two favorite. United Center is pretty sweet just because yeah. it's so big. And Statue of Jordan out front, like, That's definitely awesome. makes it Legendary. pretty fucking sweet. Um, but where the Utah Jazz play, I think it's pretty awesome just really? because it doesn't double as a hockey arena where, yeah. like, behind the hoop, it's like, a little more shallow, and then it gets steep going up. True. So it's like almost like a huge high school gym, and that like the fans on the baseline just—it's like pretty steep yeah. going up. It's no, pretty loud. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's I like that stadium. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I saw Dirk drop like forty-one there. No Ooh. way. Yeah. That's, that's, that's his number. That's his number. Yeah. Dirk's the man. So forty-one. Cool. All right, well, uh, fellas. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Mike, thank you as well. Dimmer time. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Pump, up the, pump up the jam. Pump, 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 pump up the jam. <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> that was fun. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Why your feet are stumping. And the jam is pumping. Look ahead, the crowd is jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the party going on the dance floor. See, because that's where the party's at. And you find out if you do that. Oh, I. Get your booty